grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text chosen for our meditation, as we said, was the gospel lesson from Matthew chapter 4. You know, we heard this story over and over again in Sunday school about the Jesus coming and being fishers of men. And when I hear this account of Peter and Andrew and James and John, these four fishermen immediately leaving their nets, their boats, and two of them had to leave their father, I wondered, what did the mothers think? Did one mom ask, how can you be so irresponsible? Or perhaps maybe Salome said to James and John, are you really going to leave your dad to take care of the whole business? Come on. Or perhaps Peter's mother-in-law cried out, why did my daughter have to marry such a hothead? But St. Matthew didn't say any of those things. We only hear that they left and they followed. And so that must be all that matters. But it's crazy. It looks like these disciples were making some impulsive and, and hasty move. Peter and Andrew and James and John had built, yes, a solid fishing business. They settled down in life, and they had a nice home and family, responsibilities, and, of course, rewards. Why would they so quickly leave all of that behind to follow Jesus? Why would they ever, why would they ever leave such a known thing that they had and to go out to something unknown? You have your ways of seeing the world, and so have I, your comfort zone, your own settled life. Whenever Jesus calls you in his word, he calls you to change, to repent, to not be what you were before. Why would you ever leave behind what you know in order to be changed by him? In our text for today, Jesus left his hometown of Nazareth to begin the ministry, and his headquarters was now in Capernaum, and he would not return there except for a visit, and if you look at uh, the uh, Gospels, you know how that turned out. He, they wanted to push him over a cliff. Much more than that, Jesus left in his incredible, comfortable, eternal, eternally divine home where he had that perfect fellowship with his Father and the Holy Spirit. And when he was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the Virgin Mary's room, it's crazy. What were these fishermen really leaving behind? Isaiah called their land the land of Galilee and their land, and the land of the people dwelling in darkness they were among those that were dwelling in the region and the shadow of death. Perhaps everyone not really as comfortable as they seemed. And the people around the disciples were not doing all that well either, were they? The crowds suffered from the whole list of woes. Who would not want to leave that place behind and go somewhere else? What kind of darkness are we in? What kind of sicknesses prevail among us? 
No matter how settled or comfortable our lives may appear, we are living in the region of sin. We chase after one God after another, causing a lot of harm among us and to one another. We chase after the earthly security, or whether, and we worry about whether having a well-paying job or not, or we have a beautiful home with all the toys and with all the gadgets. We have the latest car and perhaps maybe a boat to boot. And we seek after power, we seek after popularity, even if it means hurting someone, even the closest among us. And because of our sin, we also live daily in the shadow of death. We face those physical maladies of life, such as cancer, and you know all the maladies in our medical field, and all the diseases that people have to endure. And we endure sadnesses, such as losing a loved one through sickness or other perils. We suffer from the inequities of life that remind us the inevitable, inevitability of death. Who would not want to leave this behind? See, it isn't crazy to follow Jesus. These four fishermen will see it all. They will have a front row seat at Jesus' miracles and his healings. Their ears will be the first ones to hear the gracious word of life that will come from the mouth of the Messiah. But they have not seen it all or heard it all yet. At the start, they don't know where the finish line is and, and don't know where Jesus is taking them. And many times they said, are we going really this way, Jesus? How about over here? They won't know the true joy of following until the resurrection of our Lord. We hear and see so much from Jesus. We have the whole story given to us by the evangelists of Jesus' life and healing and teaching. We have the cross right before our eyes each week and each day. We have forgiveness starting already in our baptism and continuing each day as we remember that wonderful miracle of baptism. And we have the word of mercy calls us every morning. We have the Lord's Supper, which we're going to celebrate today and every Sunday, that we are the forgiven ones of God. We have not seen the end, but we walked by faith, not by sight. Yet it isn't crazy to follow Jesus because already as we begin to follow him, we see the light of the end. As we follow Jesus, we are following the light of the world. Jesus, that rabbi calling fishermen to leave their nets behind and follow him, is that light of the world. His blessed light is already shining as he heals the many kind of sicknesses we heard today in our gospel lesson. These sicknesses will carry, he will carry to the darkness of the cross. And all that darkness of the world shines brightest on that darkest day called Good Friday. His compassion is for the whole world. 
No one who, who is sick or, or sinful is left out. Left out of the embrace of the cross that he is, he is using. No one is left out of his declaration on that cross, it is finished. Because Jesus is the light of the world, the God of God and light of light, he did not stay dead, but he rose from the dead on the third day in order that that light of his grace may shine through the whole world. The fishermen turned fishers of men were eyewitnesses of that resurrection event and light. And this is the end to which Jesus called them. Jesus is the light of the world. Follow, he says. They proclaimed to the whole world after the Pentecost that Jesus was that light of the world. And we live by that witness. We have that light of Jesus Christ through the word to us each and every day. The word you read in your home and family devotions. And, and we follow him immediately. We follow him immediately today, laying down our sins that we confessed and being healed with the absolution. We follow Jesus immediately today, act, acting on his invitation to be fed and to be nourished at his table. We follow Jesus immediately tomorrow when we rise in his name to be the people in the world. And following has to begin somewhere. Galilee was a good starting point, as any, for the disciples. It was a place of sin and sorrow and sickness of daily life. And yet, it's this place that Jesus comes. He comes with his call to leave that old and enter the newness of the life in him. He already changed the fishermen by his word and their lives will never, ever be the same again. They are already in the kingdom and seeing the reign of their king. Their kingdom now is shaped. It is shaped by the end. Jesus knows how he will love these disciples and, his whole, and the whole world with his holy life, his innocent suffering and death, his victorious resurrection. He has called them to follow him there. Where, where you are now is a place to begin. No matter where you are, Jesus is here in his word to call you to follow him, to be forgiven by him, to live in his grace that he makes you his to know that all the shortcomings of trying to find our security in other things in this earth, rather than in that precious gift of salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ, are all forgiven. They're all removed by God's great love and mercy for you. And no matter how you feel, Jesus is here in his word to tell you how he feels about you. He wants you to come to him to see what he has done for you, 
Because see, also, no matter what, whether you may be sick or healthy, Jesus is here in his word to heal your heart, your mind, and your spirit. And he does that by his mercy and the sign of healing that is to come in him forever. Amid the sicknesses that we have endured and all the sadness that we have experienced in what we call this side of heaven, the veil of tears, we know that God is there beside us to help us carry our burden wherever it might be. So it's not crazy to follow Jesus. It's our life to be with him, to hear him, to be loved by him, and at last to see him as our risen light forever. Amen.